0: As we move from ski season to spring, it's time to get those mountain bikes out. Most ski families use season passes to make skiing more affordable and fun. If your family mountain bikes, there's a new way to save on those adventures too. Make the most of spring and summer in the mountains with Lone Pass, the premier North American mountain biking pass. Lone Pass gives you over 60 days of access to some of the best mountain biking destinations across the country. Use discount code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's Loan Pass today at LoanPass.com. That's L-O-A-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Loan Pass is available in two versions, for kids ages 6 to 11 and the Adult Pass for ages 12 and up. The pass combines access to the most premier resorts, gets you into bike parks, and connects you to shuttle companies to get you where you need to be. It's the one pass you need to bring the best cycling to your family. Remember, you'll get two days at each of the resorts, parks, or shuttles, making the investment one that will pay off big. Remember to use code SkiMoms15 to save 15% off your family's loan pass today.
1: Welcome to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast.
0: The Ski Moms Fun Podcast is brought to you by Mabel's Labels. Smart ski moms know to label everything before they head to the mountain. Every mitten, every boot, and every ski pole. Visit Mabel'sLabels.com and use discount code Ski moms for 15% off your order. Welcome to the first episode of the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. I am Nicole Feliciano. I'm Sarah Butler. And we are two ski moms who have a passion for spending time outdoors, and also an appreciation for the pain points of this particular sport.
1: It can be a lot of fun, but it can also be a lot of work and not fun if it's not well-planned and well-organized and a good strategy. And we have shared, so we've
0: skied together for many, many years. We have been um, friends through our children's ski programs, and then um, really discovered how much fun it is not to ski with our children, as well as skiing with our children. And the idea here is to to encourage more, certainly more families to ski, but more women to ski with their friends, with other adults, and just get to get more
1: people out on snow altogether. We've made a lot of uh, other friends, mom friends through skiing, gotten to go to all sorts of beautiful different places with our families. Um, And it's just like a wonderful thing to be able to do uh, with families or with uh, your girlfriends. And I do, I remember growing up in Maryland, we'll get into a little bit of our backgrounds,
0: but I used to really resent winter because it brought an end to a lot of the things that I wanted to do. And now that I ski and spend so much time doing sports in the winter, I really look forward to the change of the seasons and the weather turning cold. So it was a big um, shift in mindset for me, really embracing winter sports. But why don't we start out? You started young.
1: Yes, I started. um, I was probably in elementary school uh, skiing at a little mountain in Connecticut called Mohawk. And then, you know, just kept skiing with my friends um, all the way up through high school and college. And then um, actually the first place I ever skied with my husband was here at Sugarbush. And, uh, and then, you know, the rest is history. We just started skiing with our kids and uh, doing it all the time. And like Nicole said, really looking forward to those cold winter days that um, not everyone, not every family looks forward to. Uh, they can see it as, you know, maybe being trapped inside and we see it as a great opportunity to get, to get outside. you did you like it right away I did yeah I did as a little kid I mean the equipment was obviously different I don't think I probably had you know I didn't have electric socks like I do now and all of the uh the things to keep me extra warm but it was really fun and um I remember loving it from the beginning and then middle school going out to salt lake city and really seeing what real what real west coast skiing was all about so that was a lot of fun and um
0: i went to someplace in pennsylvania and then maybe i definitely went to hunter mountain at some point point. and i was in jeans i was not wearing a helmet um, it was icy. I believe Bon Jovi was playing on the speakers from the chairlift. And I spent a lot of time on my butt. And I thought, wow, this is not really a sport for me. And I was in my brother's borrowed ski equipment so the boots didn't fit. And I didn't ski again for 20 years. And um, I fell in love with the skier. And it was kind of a deal or no deal thing. Um, so I you know, got better gear. I got lessons and I slowly came around to it, Um, but really learning, you know, the better I got, the more I liked it and I'm not great now, but I do have so much fun when I'm out skiing. And it's probably the closest thing to playing
1: in many things that I do in my life as an adult. Yeah, and I think one thing that's really nice about it too is that it's something that we can all do together whether it's with friends or with your family, instead of just, you know, being on the sidelines, watching. Yeah. Something. And we both now, we both have, um, all of our kids are teenagers.
0: Um, and our, our girls are both friends with each other, but they, you know, they have their interests and passions with skiing and we, ours are separate. And sometimes we ski together as a family, but sometimes we're just, you know, skiing with another group of women or we're skiing um, with couples and it's just a great social outlet, um, that I really, really look forward to.
1: Um, Did you teach your kids to ski or did you hire it out? I taught them. I taught them (laughs) when probably they were about three years old. And we always laugh because I think I would spend more time wrestling them into their (laughs) ski boots um, and more time drinking hot chocolate with them than actually skiing when they were that age but it was so much fun and it was so special to get them out there. Cause I brought them to the same mountain where I learned and it was a great place for them to, to start out. And did you,
0: um, I mean, were you ever reduced to tears when teaching them? No, I actually wasn't. Were you, <laughs> I, I was probably reduced to tears, getting them where we needed to be. And just, it's it for everybody. I think we were overdressed and, um, probably over-equipped. Uh, and I do remember that sense of frustration. Now we started super early. We we took our kids to Solitude Mountain when they were both, one was 18 months the first time and then the same, about the same age for the second one. And it's, um, you know, we let somebody else do the heavy work, but I did, was almost reduced to tears, just getting them their rental stuff and then getting that and the child dressed into the ski school drop-off. But I will say it was fantastic, worth the effort because after, you know, that the half day in daycare, you know, they were smiling and it was, you know, somebody else's problem to get them up
1: and running. So we did it very differently. I kind of threw money at the problem and you maneuvered your way through it. But I, I do remember a phone call or a text from you at one point from Mont Tremblant but there was definitely crying. That
0: was the <laughs> coldest skiing I have definitely ever experienced. And that's kind of one of the hopes of these podcasts as well is to encourage, you know, tell funny stories and, and, but to try to remove some of the pain points, but Blanc for some reason has a weather digital weather screen when you get to the top of the gondola and when we got up there it said negative 22 and there's nothing I mean I guess we could have gone down in the gondola but we gotten all the way to Canada we thought we should at least ski down but it was the saddest foursome and there was nobody else on the mountain and I do remember we we made it down we were all angry with one another and my she must have been six she threw her skis her poles didn't look back, marched to the nearest um, restaurant that she could find and just didn't
1: speak to us. until so
0: we <laughs> bought her a cocoa with many, many marshmallows. It took a long time to, to bring her back from that experience.
1: Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. But there are definitely more good times than than bad times like that. I had a time like that at Vale where the wind was blowing and the mountain just turned into a sheet of ice. And I was just you know, following a crying pile of wreckage down the mountain. And that was probably not one of our our favorite days. But I think in general, there's a lot more really fun days than those. But those are the ones that tend to stick in our minds a bit.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And we're going to take a little break now to hear from our sponsor. But we're going to be right back to tell you more about what you can expect from the podcast and
1: some of the guests that we'll have coming up. Thank you to our sponsor, Mabel's Labels. Mabel's Labels, durable and waterproof labels, are a ski moms must have. Keep your kids organized and easily identify their equipment on the slopes. I've probably bought my daughters 20 pairs of mittens over the years, and they've misplaced 19 and a half of them. If I had a dollar for every time I said, where's your other mitten? I wish I had Mabel's Labels when my daughter started skiing. She had the cutest skis from a local ski shop with pink and purple butterflies. It turned out that a number of other families had the same style ski, and there was a good part of the winter where we were in and out of Lost and Found trying to track down her skis. At one point, we even managed to have two skis in two different sizes. Mabel's Labels could have prevented these mix-ups and saved us a lot of time. So many skis, boards, and poles can look the same. And now I put Mabel's labels on all of our gear before we head to the mountain. Simply go to Mabel'sLabels.com to personalize your own and use code SKIMOMS at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Exclusions apply. Code is not valid on stamp, reflective, or sale items. And we're back.
0: And what you can expect from this podcast is some expert and frontline tips for skiing with your family. Um, We'll be doing interviews and we will be looking for people who are developing products, developing services, people who've been through it all and can make
1: your life as a ski mom a lot more fun. Yeah, we have some really great people lined up to come talk to us and we hope you'll Tune in and listen and learn a lot uh, alongside us. Now, one
0: thing that can make a huge difference is picking the right resorts and the, the right ski experience
1: for your family and also having the right gear. Variation or variety in terms of, you know, the number of obstacles between the car and the lift and especially when you have little kids and you're new to it, making that as you know, streamline as painless as possible, uh, is really important and not all mountains are created the same when it comes to that.
0: So we're really, we're hoping that some mountains are listening to this and they can start thinking from a mom's perspective. Some mountains I think were designed by 20 year old guys um, who (laughs) forget what it was like to be a kid where the parking is so far away and the bathrooms are so far away or the lessons start at the same time for adults and kids. And there's no possible way that you could get a lesson yourself um, and get a lesson for your kids as well. Um, so, so those are some of the things that we'll kind of be talking about and giggling about as we go through this. Um, what are some of your favorite like tips for newbies as they're getting going? Like never, ever been skiing as a family before. What would you tell
1: them first? Oh, I would say like, I think the biggest thing, especially if they're little kids is just to... Um, you know, don't have very high expectations of the first few times you get out there, right? Like we have, were saying. And have M&Ms in your pocket. Candy, yes. Um, Lots of breaks. Uh, don't go out if it's negative 22. Yeah. Find a nice day. Um, maybe, you know, uh, however you can be prepared with all the right, you know, gear and equipment ahead of time. If you can, if you're renting and you can rent that stuff and be all fitted up so you're not already exhausted from the rental process before you even get out to the mountain.
0: That's a great tip. If you can find a local rental and Um, There are also companies that will send stuff to your house, shipping it. But if you go to, you know, your local ski store, and we'd love to support small local businesses and get your rental set up before your big ski weekend, and maybe let the kids like tromp around in the boots um, just out in the yard or if you have a a carpeted room um, and let them feel what it feels like to be in a ski boot. So the first day is it when they're layered with all of the ski layers, that would make it a lot easier. Um, We did not. We did not do that, but I wish I had. Absolutely.
1: So, what are your favorite like tips for newbies?
0: My best tip would be don't start at a major ski place. Like, don't go to Jackson Hole to learn to ski. You know, just I'm sure it's I'm sure people have done it with some level of success, but for our family, you know, starting someplace small, we took them to um Solitude, which is a super it's a it's a small resort in Utah. It's very family-oriented, it's mostly people who are doing day trips. There's not a lot of lodging there. And we set our expectations super low that they were just going to basically learn what it felt like to be in boots and glide a little bit. And then after that, we picked a local mountain. I mean, we had a, um, a place in Connecticut and the hill was 15 minutes from our house. I mean, we could, we did and could run home at lunch during the break in their ski programs to warm up and make soup at home. It was that close. And if somebody had a meltdown or if the weather just stunk, it wasn't a waste of a whole weekend because it was so close. So finding something that's convenient to you
1: um, is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and with the smaller areas or areas that are local, it allows you to you know, it's not like a seven day trip all at once, especially when they're little, it allows you to go for a day or two, take a break, go the following weekend without, you know, having to make you feel like you're out there seven days in a row. That might be a lot for little kids to start. And we, um, so
0: we have a, a Facebook group for moms who ski and we polled them recently about uh, where they learned to ski 75% learned to ski at a super small local mountain and they're lifetime skiers. Now, I mean, these are women who've been skiing for years and years, and now they're bringing the next generation up. So that connection between local ski hills and lifelong skiers is super important. So you may think of the big names when you're thinking of skiing, but that may not be the best place to start with your family. So maybe doing a couple day trips to get going and then have that aspirational trip, maybe not for the first year, but maybe for the second year down the road. Now we joke a lot about the challenges and the obstacles, but honestly, it's simply the greatest sport that you can do as a family
1: like we were saying earlier, one of the things where everyone can be participating at the same time. No one's waiting for a turn. No one's watching someone else have all the fun. You all get to do it together. You get to um, ride the chairlift together without phones, without TVs, any type of distraction. And it's just a really fun, special way to connect while also being outside and being active. And there's really, you know, few things that can compare. I do love that unplugged time. I mean, we play in you know, the going on a picnic
0: game, but still, I mean, the kids are 16 and 13, and and you know, A, we're gonna bring an apple and B, we're gonna bring a banana. And you you go around and you know, usually you forgot how long the lift line is or the lift ride is by the time you've gotten to the top of it. But it's just
1: kind of pure unplugged fun. Just fun to look around and and take in the the scenery. Um, sometimes a year there's other people skiing and costumes. There's, um, you know, people of all abilities. There's people on different types of contraptions that they've homemade that, you know, that don't look like skis or snowboards you've ever seen. So there's just so much to see, just opening your eyes and looking around while you're even just riding the chairlift, let alone skiing down.
0: And then the beauty of the apres ski. I mean, there's many versions of apres ski. I certainly love an adult version with um, a cocktail and a roaring fire and great conversation. But I also love the family version. I mean, we will do a puzzle together after you're tired from a ski day and we'll have hot cocoa or I love having, you know, the smell of the crock pot going when we come home after a ski day and we tuck into some chili or some hearty stew and everybody retells, you know, the the falls of mom and dad. Um, and it's, there's just that unifying experience of being outdoors and you're never going to get that
1: from a Disney trip or a, you know, a beach trip in the same way you would from skiing. And generally everyone just feels good and happy. They've been outside gotten exercise and you just have that. I just love that feeling after a day of skiing that everyone has of taking a hot shower and whether it's, hot cocoa or a glass of wine, but everyone just feels feels really good and excited for the next day. and it gets everybody talking and excited and together. Now one of the taglines that I wanted
0: included in this podcast is that women would feel included, invited, and celebrated every time they headed to the mountains. So some of the things that we're going to address are sometimes the invisibility of the um, woman over age twenty. We're going to uh, talk about the um, disparity in income levels on the mountain and really how to make this a more affordable um,
1: sport for, for families and single moms, especially. Yeah. We were brainstorming a lot of ideas about, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into getting out on the mountain, the equipment, everything you're wearing, the lift tickets, all of that. And it can be, it can get very expensive So um, we've actually started putting together some ideas uh, and tips that we've come across through our our years of doing this and ways to make to make this more cost effective, you know, budget friendly, uh, a more budget friendly activity. And we will we will
0: definitely work on um, inclusion as well, and we'll be trying to get voices from across the nation, from different income levels, from um, different backgrounds as well. And there's definitely a perception that this is a rich white person sport, and we would like everyone to feel, as we said, invited to the mountains and invited out to play in the snow. So coming up next, you're going to be hearing from some of the experts that we tapped, but we definitely want to hear from you. So
1: recommend people that we should interview, recommend topics for us. Yeah. And we hope you'll join us and we look forward to exploring some new mountains with you. Thank you so much for listening to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Please be sure to
0: subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Head to the skimomsfun.com website to check out our swag and find out more about our community. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Ski Moms Fun. We'll be back next week with more interviews and insights. Thanks, Snow. No one works as hard as a ski mom. With Mother's Day right around the corner, we want to remind everyone to shop the Ski Moms gift guide for the best ideas. These are the gifts we want to give and get for Mother's Day. Prices range from under $10 for simple treats like notepads to big splurges like a new boot bag. Remember, the big day is Sunday, May 12th, so you want to shop now to make sure everything gets there in time for mom. Visit the Ski Moms Fun.com gift guides page or click the link in show notes to see our picks for this year. Make it easy for your kids, partner or spouse and just forward them the link or better yet treat yourself to something from our expertly curated Ski Mom wish list. Remember, visit skimomsfun.com and look for the gift guide page.